Welcome to the gate, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Caleb Lopez. I am the host of the Free Range Mystics podcast. This is going to be the first episode in our Lucid Dreaming series. I wanted to do a Lucid Dream series from the very beginning, and so that's what I'm going to do. I'm not saving it for later when I have more experience and I'm a better podcaster. I'm just going to go ahead and start doing it now. I'm going to talk about it a lot. I'm going to bring it up basically as much as I can shoehorn it into conversations. And I'm going to always, always, always constantly recommend it and suggest you learn how to do it. So the very least I could do is teach you. So the next several podcasts that aren't interview-based are going to be lucid dream-based. And I'm going to cover the four pillars of lucid dreaming as I see them to be important. And then I'm also going to cover some of the auxiliary, maybe more oblique ideas like supplements and meditation techniques that go along with it. But I'm going to handpick the ones that I like. So stay tuned. Excuse me. That's a horrible way to start. So the the reason I'm doing this lucid dream podcast, and I, I'm going to kind of cover lucid dreaming, not in an indirect way, but I want to be usefully direct as I teach this class. My initial plans were to teach this, and I was set up with a with a facility here uh, in the area that I live to start teaching classes a few times a week, and. I was really excited. I was getting the curriculum uh, built up around it. I was getting advertising set up for the classwork. Uh, but look, it didn't work out for me that way. Um, so maybe maybe this will be kind of the, the way I was supposed to be doing it all along. Who knows? I would love to teach people in person and get back into that. But we're going to do it this way first. Uh, so in my head, I imagine that People will come into my class and we would uh, go over lucid dreaming and we would teach each other that kind of thing. And then what they needed a refresher, they could go back to, say, YouTube videos or a podcast or something like that. And they could get the same information as they worked on their own later after the course. But um, like I mentioned, things didn't really pan out to work that way. So instead, I'm going to teach the class here that I was going to give in person. And then later, maybe I'll just refer them back to this if they need a refresher. So this is designed for anyone to learn how to lucid dream. I'm not going to be too pushy on, say, dogmatic ideas or anything. Like, you know, I'm not going to push Eastern or Western or Christianity or atheism or any of that shit too much unless it applies to you. And then I'll maybe uh, emphasize on how it can apply to you depending on what your uh, proclivities are or where your inclinations are at. So I'm just going to try to teach it to you. Now, I think everyone should know how to lucid dream. I specifically use lucid dreaming for magic, but anyone could do anything with lucid dreaming. It, it's literally a sandbox video game that you get to experience in real time. So if you don't want to take advantage of that, that's fine. You don't have to. The people who do take advantage of it, though, I think are uh, greatly rewarded for their efforts. And I, I'm not going to be, I'm not the one to convince you, right? If, if you found me uh, and it has to do with lucid dreaming, then I'm assuming that you want to learn. 
So I'm just going to teach you the way that I understand it. You have four pillars of lucid dreaming, okay? And any one of these four pillars is going to be real sketchy to work without. Some of them are mandatory. Well, they're all mandatory. Really, they're all mandatory. And those four pillars are, okay, um, establishing appropriate intent, like intelligent and appropriate intent. You, you kind of need to know why you want to do what you want to do. Uh, second, keeping a dream journal. Absolutely, you have to keep a dream journal. Third, okay, uh, doing reality checks through the day. You got to do that. You got to have this kind of, you got to start setting yourself up for all day awareness. And the only way you can get all day awareness is to constantly challenge reality. Reality checks are a good way to do that. Oh my God, yawning. All right. Um, and the fourth pillar is going to be your sleep hygiene. So some people, this is why I say it's really three or four pillars, depending on the type of person that you are. If your sleep hygiene is poor, um, then you're, you're on real shaky ground. So, uh, but if everything else is good and your sleep schedule maybe is unique to you, like, you know, your body, whatever, fine, do what you got to do. Uh, but for the most part, you definitely need to be doing reality checks, writing your dream journal and have a, an intent strong enough to propel you all the way to the finish line. All right. Those are the four basic ones, and then I'll talk about them in order. So the very first one that we're going to talk about is intent. Now, I am going to do a more in-depth episode about intent, you know, in all the different kinds of ways that you can use it to your benefit, and we can talk about the semantics of what intent is. Maybe there's a way for you to understand what intent is, but you don't really understand the vocabulary of all the different things that it can mean, you know, your will or whatever it is. So uh, establishing intent and setting up a goal is probably the first thing that you can do. I imagine that if you're already interested and you're trying to learn your intent, it's probably good. You just need to understand how to build it. So uh, without being vague, what I am going to say, your intent needs to be strong enough to motivate you to complete this mission that you've set out to do for yourself. So... It needs to be whatever that means to you, right? Uh, if it's eating a hot dog, then it's eating a hot dog. If it's uh, meeting a, a loved one or God or finding your spirit guides or flying or whatever it is, you need to figure out what that is for you. Uh, and this is something that I can't tell you what that is. You know, I, I can make suggestions of cool shit to do, like ride a T-Rex around or something. But honestly, it's up to you. What, what, what's going to motivate you to get done? has to come from you. So if you find yourself lacking in motivation, it's because your intent isn't strong and you need to work on yourself and establishing what it is that you want to get done with this. Like what's your ultimate goal now about that ultimate goal, a little bit more about it. If it involves multiple senses, great touch, smell, sound, um, sight, you know, you want to involve yourself in this goal as much as possible. That's why I think sex is a really great goal to have because it does, uh, it uses a bunch of different sensations. You have your sense of smell, your sense of sight, uh, your sense of touch, sense of taste. So all that gets uh, brought in to the experience. And most people want to do that anyway. So everyone, well, depending on who you talk to, some people kind of beat around the bush about sex and lucid dreams. 
Um, but yeah, like everybody with any kind of sense of spirit of adventure is going to jump first into lucid dream sex. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, it's silly. Let's come on. Obviously, that's the first thing you want to try, right? Um, I will say that for women, it, it seems to me that women can have a longer, prolonged experience um, in the act of actual sexual penetration, but a male in the act of penetration, man, it's sudden, all right? Like, it ends suddenly, so um, I would recommend, if you're a man, I can't speak for a woman, but I would recommend that if you're a man and you're trying to experience um, the sensation of sensual pleasure in a dream, um, I would avoid that type of stimulation. Like I would probably lean more towards um, foreplay and touching, light kissing, that kind of thing. Like yeah, a little bit goes a long way here. So I would ease into it. You know, um, if you're not the type of guy that eases into things, then, hey, good luck, more power to you, you'll figure it out. But I'm just saying warm warm up to it, ease into it a little bit at a time. Um, you're, you're, everything is turned up to like 11, so even just a touch on your skin can be overwhelming. Um, so that's just a, those are a few ideas for common intents, common goals that people have and things that they want to achieve. Uh, the next thing that you need to do is you also need to keep a dream journal. And again, all these main topics that I'm going to talk about for a few minutes, we are going to do a more in-depth show about them specifically uh, and talk about different ideas associated with these main pillars, uh, other approaches and theories and concepts. But here you're going to hear you're going to hear my my bias and my dogma. All right. Um, so I hope you appreciate it. So when you keep a dream journal, uh, I will say I keep one by my bed. And this is a small dream journal with the hard surface to write on. It's a thick cardboard bag. I got it for like 10 cents at the dollar store. Um, and then I write with a uh, red marker, you know, kind of a large felt tip red marker. And I only write down a handful of important key details like who, what, where. You know, not so much when, but at least who I was there with, uh, where I was at, what I was doing. I just write down basic words. And then maybe like if I wake up and I want to do the least amount of work possible to indicate that I was dreaming is all that draw a big X on the page. Oh, excuse me. Bear with me with these yawns, people. It's late for me, but I'm going to power through. I'm going to power through it because I need to do it. Um, and I apologize for yawning. I know it's rude, but it's not like you can do anything about it other than not listen to me. So hopefully the information I'm giving you is more uh, important than the occasional yawn or fart or whatever happens to slip through this audio. So back to your dream journal. Uh, you, you're going to be writing this thing in the middle of the night in the dark. So whenever I wake up and I maybe I didn't dream, but I just want to indicate that I woke up, I'll write in my journal just an X. Now, uh, that kind of leads me towards when do I write my journal? So I write my journal every single time I wake up during the night. 
Um, if I wake up, I grab my journal and I either mark an X, if, if, even if I didn't have a dream, just to indicate that I was awake. Um, and then if I had a dream, I marked down just a handful of those details about the dream that maybe I can look back on in the morning and recall. Uh, this is so, so important. If you don't keep a dream journal, you're basically just rolling the dice and taking a chance that you will eventually become lucid. And you probably will, but it's going to be at random. If you keep a dream journal, it's going to make it happen a lot more frequently for you and you're going to be prepared for it. Uh, and you also need it so that you can get dream signs, right? Uh, you want dream signs and we're going to talk about dream signs more as we talk about reality checks. But once you keep a journal for a few weeks and you've been recording your dreams, uh, and you go back and review them at the end of the night before you go to bed or at the beginning of the night before you go to bed, you're going to notice that there's trends. There's going to be things that come up in your dreams multiple times. So, for me specifically, there's brunettes and then there's schools, all right? So for me, a brunette is a dream sign and a school is a dream sign. So anytime I see that in real life, it's going to trigger me to do a reality check, but I wouldn't do that if I didn't know that those are my dream signs, right? And that's only because I've had so many dreams and I've recorded so many of them, I can go back and look and be like, all right, this is what I'm looking for for a dream sign. And they may change over time. So they're not going to be like the only dream signs you'll ever have. They they evolve and change and move with you as your life changes. So keeping a dream journal is highly recommended. I wouldn't recommend mixing this journal with any other kind of magical journal that you're keeping as well. I would keep this separate. And then if you're also doing like a dream interpretation journal where you really go into a deep dive on your dreams, I would also keep this separate. This is very shorthand. I throw these away. I usually keep one for display like i'll pass around but um generally i just toss these out when i'm done with them there's no point in keeping them around any really important dream i'll write down in a, in a different journal in my magic journal actually not in a dream journal but i'll write prophetic dreams and the dreams that are important in a separate journal right but but the reason for that is because you're gonna be you're gonna be writing sloppily into this journal trying to jot down notes you don't need to you don't want to be worried about if it looks neat how clean it is you, you just need to get get it done all right and whatever that looks like is what it looks like uh what else would i mention about the dream journal um basically that's it uh other than you got to do it every day you know this is something that you got to do all the time at least you got to do it as long as you want to lose the dream now, the, the third pillar that I, uh, this one is a little bit more up for uh, interpretation. So you still have to do it, but how you do it is going to be up to you. This is going to be your reality check. So before I get into what a reality check is, let me tell you when you will do a reality check. You will do a reality check anytime you wake up, um, anytime you have a dream sign, anytime you think about it. And anytime you see something odd, all right? Uh, the, and I'll get into each one of those a little bit more. But first, we'll talk about anytime you wake up. So during the night when you wake up, you're going to write in your journal, say an X or a circle. You're going to indicate in it somehow that you woke up. You wrote your journal indicating that you were awake. Maybe you didn't have a dream. That's fine. But you at least did. And then you'll wake up in the morning and you'll remember that you wrote in your journal 
and you drew a big X or a star or a circle or whatever, and you went back to bed. So what you'll then do is you'll review your journal, but something particular will be amiss. In fact, that entry that you thought you did won't be there at all. And that means that you dreamed you were awake. And this is what's called a false awakening. So how we can avoid missing these opportunities to have a lucid dream is we do a reality check every single time we wake up, even before we write in our journals. A reality check is a a, a very simple exercise where we determine if reality is a dream reality or a physical reality. And you just do something that you couldn't do in a physical reality, but you can do in a dream reality. For example, you could attempt to push your finger through your hand. You could try to, you could try to breathe through a mouth held closed with your nose pinched shut. Um, you could stare at your hands for a while to see what they look like. Uh, generally in a dream, they tend to waver and, and change shape. But there's a lot of different things that you can do. Now, the next time you want to do a reality check is when you see a dream sign. So either driving around all day long and you're doing whatever it is that you do, staring at a window or delivering packages or whatever it is that you do. I don't know, looking at cars on YouTube, who knows? Anytime you see a dream sign, you're going to do a reality check. So for me, I do drive around a lot uh, as part of my job. So whenever I see a school, I do a reality check. But I also see a lot of people. So anytime I see a brunette, I do a reality check. Um, This is going to help me remember to do a reality check when I'm dreaming and my dream signs show up again, right? So I'm just trying to cover all my bases here with when I'm going to be lucid dreaming, when I may not be lucid dreaming, um, awareness, all day awareness, that kind of thing. Like your reality is going to start to get questionable at this point. Um, And the reason I say that is because before you do a dream sign, you also want to genuinely, I'm sorry, before you do a reality check, you want to genuinely question your reality. Is the reality that you're experiencing real? Ask yourself if you're dreaming. And if you're dreaming, how do you know you're dreaming? How do you know it's not a, uh, how do you know it's real? How do you know it's a dream, right? Like you need to find ways to distinguish those things. And a reality check is one of those things. It gets you in the habit of being skeptical of your reality. And this is important because when you become conscious in a lucid dream, you generally just accept whatever is happening. You don't question the fact that you're in the vehicle with the movie star and you're fighting zombies. You're just living it, right? And you don't think that that couldn't be possible. So having a general uh, air of skepticism about yourself at all times, I think it's healthy no matter what, but you're definitely going to want that with lucid dreaming. Now, um, the third time you're going to want to do lucid dreaming, I initially said it was anytime you can remember to do it, and that's true, but I also said anytime you see something odd. So anytime you see something odd, like a clown changing a spare tire, or maybe a sign uh, fell off the nail and it's upside down and points in the wrong direction, anything like that that is out of the normal, that doesn't happen every day, do a reality check. And then anytime you can remember to do a reality check, you also want to do a reality check. All right. Uh, you're not going to do a reality check in your dream and then think, hmm, I'm dreaming. What's going to happen is you're going to be skeptical of reality in your dream and then you'll do a reality check. So the very last pillar of lucid dreaming is dream hygiene. Right on time.
Mm. You got to get some sleep. It's got to be regular sleep. It's got to be consistent sleep. Every day, I go to bed at 10 o'clock and I wake up at 6 o'clock. For an hour before bed, I turn off my electronic devices. I read a book, preferably a book about lucid dreaming. And then I go lay down about 20 minutes before bed. And I go through a meditation technique where I just do a body check. I, I check in with all the different parts of my body and I relax them. All right, And this is what I do as I fall asleep. I do this every night. It's extremely effective at helping me go to bed very quickly and start in the sleep cycle cycles. So when you go to sleep, you enter several different phases of sleep. There's four in total, but I'm going to talk about them basically uh, in two. So there's going to be a transition into deep sleep, deep sleep, transition out of deep, deep sleep into REM sleep, and then REM sleep. All right. So you have the transition, deep transition, REM. That's really not how it is, but for the sake of this, that'll have to do. Now, those cycles spread out and get longer and longer as the night wears on. And if for whatever reason you can't complete enough cycles or get all the proper sleep in every cycle, you will incur sleep debt. So there's many things that you can do to fuck up your sleep. You can go to bed stoned every night. You can go to bed drunk every night. You cannot get enough sleep every night. Your diet can be poor. You can have sleep apnea. There's a thousand plus 10 million things that you can do to fuck up your sleep. If you're doing any of that stuff, you got to fix it. If you can't fix it yourself and a doctor can't fix it, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a doctor, um, but I know enough about medicine to know I got no business telling you how to fix your sleep. So whatever it is that it takes for you to get you know, eight, six to eight hours of regular sleep every night is what you need. And the reason you're going to do this is because it's going to put your cycles on a time scale. So every night you're going to go to bed around the same time and your cycles are going to take place. You're going to learn when uh, your lucid dreams are happening. You're just going to tend to wake up more frequently whenever you can quantify that data and it's not just random. So getting a handle on your sleep hygiene is extremely important. Respect your sleep area. Don't sleep in a pile of fucking dirty clothes. Make your bed. Um, turn the phone off. Take melatonin. Do what you got to do. Now, let's say you're doing all this stuff. You're keeping a dream journal. You're doing reality checks. Um, you have strong intent set. And your sleep hygiene is squared away. You have a lucid dream. Now what the fuck do you do? Probably what happens if this is your first lucid dream is you're just going to pop out of the lucid dream and you're like, damn, that was cool, but I guess I'm done with it. Don't do that. Right now, that night, immediately, whenever you wake up from that lucid dream, the very next dream that you have is your highest possibility of having another lucid dream. So be ready to jump right back into it. Now, when you get into a lucid dream, you need to stimulate as many senses as possible. Try to smell something, try to feel something, try to taste something, try to see something, try to hear something. Get it all involved. Try to feel something. Fall in love, motherfucker. Do what you got to do to make it real. When you do this, you'll stabilize the dream. You'll clear, you'll, you will increase its clarity and its vividness, and you'll have much more control. However, in this state of consciousness, your um, sense of reason is diminished. So you're going to believe things much easier, all right? Things are just going to be convincing to you. Your 
the part of your brain where you don't fucking buy it, it's not going to be there for you to rely on. It's all going to be believable. So that's why practicing skepticism becomes important. Okay? Second thing. Right now, in awakening consciousness, you have kind of two, um, two things going on at one time. You have what you're thinking and what you're saying. In a dream, you don't have that duality. You are just whatever it is that you're thinking. So speak out loud. Everything that you're doing, say it. I'm walking to the door. I'm opening the door. I'm looking at that sandwich. It looks like a good sandwich. I bet it is a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. Literally, say what you're doing. Speak it out loud. And keep in mind that you are actually speaking to yourself this whole time. So um, talk to yourself the way that you like to be talked to. I don't know what you're like. To some kind of weirdo, sadomasochist. That's fine. But if you like to be talked sweet to, then respect yourself. Um, your subconsciousness is there. It'll hear you. So just say what you want and, and stay engaged that way. Trust me. It's a little trickier than it seems. And it takes... Practice or just becoming lucid and then having control while you're lucid are two different things. Um, man, I think I think that's a great place to kind of like hold, uh, hold off, right? And then we'll go into those four other topics specifically in more detail. But that won't be the end of it. We're gonna also talk about types of meditations, types of supplements, types of visualizations. Oh, excuse me. Uh, there's a lot, and there's a lot, and there's a lot more. We're also going to have guests on to give us their perspectives and their ideas. They may appeal to you in a way that I don't appeal to you. I'm definitely not the only one out there teaching lucid dreaming, so I want to expose you to as many teachers as we can. All right. So that's that's the basic 101, like 30 minute crash course. Um, hopefully, we'll stick around and look forward to our very uh, next course which is going to be on intent, all right? So we're going to do a whole big thing on intent, setting it up, what is it, uh, and how to make it work for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Fisher Price presents Discover a World of Sounds. Thank you, thank you. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you. A sing-along, some exciting hits on how to get the most fun out of your favorite order, a sound effect story, and a special guest appearance from We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this special news update. <coughs> An unexpected twist in the ongoing war on terrorism. A werewolf, or some person in impersonating a werewolf, has taken hostage an audience of opera-growing seniors at Veterans Memorial Auditorium. We take you now to our own VMA correspondent, Eunice Bell. I can't tell my father when I was three years old.